0: Welcome to a night shift football podcast, red edition. Here we go, talking about Adelaide United. How much fun is this going to be? Tommy's here to join me. Uh, no Cooper this week, but Tommy's here. How you going, man?
1: I am okay. I'm saying hello from tenth on the table, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it.
0: You're okay with it. Um, yeah, no Cooper. We speculated on the on the Euro pod as to why he may not be here, but you'll have to go listen to that one to find out. But um. I'm it's just scrolling through, this, I'm scrolling through this list here, man. And I'm looking at the games we've had and I'm scrolling all the way back to Jan 17 for, we beat Sydney 4-3. It feels like it was further, like longer ago than that. Um, was, since, was, was that Unite round? Did we turn it on for yeah, the, Unite for the spectacle?
1: Fuck yeah. Perhaps. So
0: our home game, that was an away game. Um, oh, I guess so. But I'm scrolling back further and the scores still aren't great. Um, and then we've got... Most recently, Melbourne City 1, Adelaide 0. Uh, Adelaide nil. Central Coast 4 at home. That's no good. good one. The 3-0 draw at home with Perth, and now a 2-1 loss. Uh, sorry, the 2-1 loss away to Sydney. And now we're doing another loss, this time at home again, to Western Sydney, 2-1. And um, a game where we left feeling really angry about refereeing and thinking that we deserved more out of it, when in reality we really did not, and we got another loss that I think we 100% deserved. Yeah. It's so funny. That weird, irrational anger that I think
1: we all were feeling in the stadium at the time, like, oh, come on. We deserved more than this. I don't understand why Halloran was sent off. This is ridiculous. And then you sleep on it and you take a couple of days, you look at the replay again and you're like, wow, we were dominated again. Like we were just beaten in every area.
0: Yep. Even in periods where we have the ball and we we didn't, we'll get to the lineup in a sec. But we didn't look any any sort of danger at all in attack until no. Nesteri came on, and then defensively, just shambolic. I think both just, goals. Uh, like Javi Lopez is nowhere near him. We can get to those in a minute. But if I just go to the lineup, firstly, we both noted going into this again seeing Cloth put wide so that we can play Mork in the middle. How, how many call. times is he going to give this a go before he it's realizes it doesn't call. fucking work? He's, He's just literally changed.
1: It? He's changed every aspect of this squad, except for the one thing that is really, really
0: fucking us up. It was our best, our best player for the first, however many rounds. And he hasn't played in that position since I don't fucking get it. I'm, and get, I'm hardly getting annoyed done about anything.
1: It. He's done nothing. I oh, know I'm getting, again irrationally upset about oh, things. Why would you do it? Why is no one just tugging on Carl's sleeve? And saying, "Hey, why don't we just do the things that we were doing when we were winning? Remember when we were second
0: after it's, four games? It's tiring because I think we're we've said a lot of the same things each week now, yeah, and it's like it's if not changing. If we're saying the same shit each week about some of these picks in the lineup, then why are they not changing? Why are we seeing them and they aren't? And it's interesting you said there, just like why aren't we doing what we were doing when we were winning? I think." I don't know if this team has much more to give, even if we set up differently and had cloth in that 10 still, but it'd be better mm. than what we're looking at. Surely you'd think give us more we are, chance.
1: We are missing uh Yall and um, Ansel in the minute as well, which I think yep. Ansel's a huge miss. Obviously we've crowed on about this guy since he signed for us. He should be the number one center back pick every single week. He's the best one at the club. We're going through a transition now where we've got Wall and Kiki and Kikianis, and it's it's gonna have teething issues. Like yep. there are flaws in this in this back too. Sure, um, and you see it from the goals, but it's it's the midfield where he's kind of now he's just brought Ethan Allagich in to try and do what Johnny was doing, and they're not yep. the same player.
0: No, they're not. Um, Javi Lopez, uh, mm. right? I guess the right back position in general. Leaving Bovolina out this week, um, well we played three different guys at right back this week in a game where we were, you know, we're two 0 down at half time. Uh, Lopez comes off for Nestori. I think a change that had to be made. Lopez was absolutely butchered by Milanovic for both those goals, and oh, yeah. butchered by Milanovic for most of that first half, um, and oh. then. So he swaps him. Vandersag moves back to right back, and then Vandersag comes off for Bob I just feel like we're just, he doesn't know what's going on. We're just shuffling we're making, things around and hoping yeah. something's going to be fixed.
1: We're making too many moves when there are just very simple. The game, we were so much better when Bob and Luca and Nestri were on. And those are the three guys that we were including throughout our good patches in this season. Like it just, it makes sense. Yep. The goal comes from that great, Nesta run into Luka's feet and he finishes. Something we were missing the whole game was just a little bit of clinicism in front of goal. Um, And the the problem is Bob, I mean, aside from the fact that he is a very good header of the ball. And so in those two situations where Milanovic is scoring headers, I would think Bob is putting in a way better challenge than Yavi has managed. Number two, he just offers so much more going forward. And yep. if you're going to play Van der Sarg on the right wing, like I said a couple of weeks ago, play Bob. Because yep. you've got the natural defensive cover for the guy when he bombs on. Like, it just makes yep. way more sense. Yep. God,
0: that frustrated me. Very annoying. Um, I don't know what else in the lineup caught your eye, Arthur. I know we both had a bit of a well, spit when it came out and we saw that there was no striker in the lineup. Halloran up top is one
1: idea of how to win a game. It's probably an idea that we should never employ for the rest of time. And maybe this done
0: before, hasn't it? It pops up every now and again, at least once a season. We've got this Halloran up top experiment, and it's it's
1: shit. It's shit against the wall. It is. It's Carl, and he's like, maybe I've never done this before. No, bro, you've done it, and it sucked. Like, go back. Yeah. Watch, watch all the losses. Hopefully. Look, this might be a radical call. Hopefully that's the last time we ever see Van Halloran after that red Whoa, card.
0: Oh, huge. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I... I Should we talk about his red card? Yeah. I just It gives
1: all of the implication that he doesn't want to play for us mm-hmm. and I don't want him to play for us. And surely the relationship's ours here.
0: You don't want to... Uh, I know I'm going to call you out again. On the Euro episode, you said that Karchedo's challenge on... Uh... On Gravenberg in the League Cup final was that the the Philippines Water Buffalo Cup final was was not a red and that was fine. But you mm-hmm. you're okay with red here for Ben? Well, I think
1: the situation in the stands was just absolute amusement. <laughs> we, we had we were right because it just it's so innocuous from the angle that most of the stadium would be seeing. Yeah, there.
0: and we're all watching his hands. Pulling mm. his like pulling at his shoulder and it's not yeah he's it's left it's left him boot on the calf. His, yeah how intentional do you think this is not at all I don't think
1: interesting there's been I people saying clumsy. it is yeah, yeah I saw
0: I've seen people on Twitter an X and I honestly try to stay off that platform I that's mm, your it's a good that's idea. your world that where you stare at people but
1: oh, it's not very good um I just. The more the more I look at it, the more I wonder if he's done it on purpose.
0: Yeah, I, reckon I don't know if he seeing... has. I think the legs are moving too quick for that to happen. But he's. But what's he trying to do? Professional yeah, he's trying to foul. Him. Just clip him. Yeah, yeah. Just clip him it's or it... grab. It's an interesting action. He misses clipping foot. him. Yeah, and then he misses but the way that his studs on are his shoulder. Showing. Like he's just had a mare. I don't... look. I don't... If he if this was an opposition player and they didn't get get sent off for it, I wouldn't be that upset.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but. I can see why it is a red. And I know that once it is given, um, it's not going to be overturned. Can't be overturned, yeah. I'm um,
1: I'm fine with it. Once I saw a good angle of it, I'm okay with it, yeah.
0: Yeah. And red card or not, whether you think it's undeserving, he got sent off like we were playing with 10 pretty much with him out there already, weren't we? Essentially.
1: Essentially. My favourite part was the um, the lead up to the second goal where we've – maintained a little bit of the ball, strung maybe eight to 10 passes together. We feed it wide. Their defense is moving and it looks like we could create an attack. We play into the feet of Halloran and he just tried this flick. Oh, it was with so the outs- dumb. The outside of his foot and it's gone straight to the Wanderers' defender. They've broken, got it wide, crossed. Milanovic scores the second. And he's the first person with his hands in the air berating the guys at the back. And it's like... Benny, you just killed
0: that entire move. Yeah. Someone else's fault, Ben. Sure. yeah, um, had to be. He's had a man. I've seen people come to his defense purely based on the stats this season, but you know, he, it's the sort of player where when he's had a good game and we've turned it on, he's he's lapped up a few. Um, That's it. Yeah. You know, he's but overall well in
1: easy performances
0: overall this season, you just can't, we can't, we can't be having it. He's He needs to be a senior guy. We've said it on here time and time again. I had him this year at the start of the season. We did who is the guy that has to step up with Goodwin gone, who is the one that's kind of playing for their career, but also is the one that we need to be turning to in that front third. And it's him. It has to be him. It's the most experienced guy there. And we're just getting nothing from him. Nothing at all.
1: Yep. It seems like he's just cashing checks in the minute, which is uh, super upsetting, but you know, Sentiment of the season where everything, you know, is going wrong at the moment and we don't have a way to turn it around. Yeah. And the guys just don't, I mean, the way to turn it around is just play the kids, right? Let's just play the kids. Let's do a club. We are, aren't we? Well, let's, let's start him again. Play let's more. get them all back in there. Luca from the outset, Nesta, 90 minutes. Like we've got what 10 more games to see this guy play at the club. Can we please just watch him? Just start him mm. for the love of God. The way the crowd reacted at halftime. Oh, that's what I wanted to mention was the crowd. I, I'm not sure who said it to me throughout the game, but someone leaned in and was like, this team, the way they're playing, do not deserve me. this crowd. It was you, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And it was so, the Red Army, for all of their criticisms that they get for not being, you know, the North Terrace or the RBB, which they're never going to be because that's never, not their style. Yeah,
0: they're not trying to be that.
1: Yeah, that's it. And so what they can enforce in this and what they did do so well was just be happy and they were just joyous and it like it really carried the atmosphere in the ground i thought yeah i walked away from it we had lost we're not great but i still really enjoyed the game and the and the stadium and the atmosphere and i just i think that's yeah. that's going to keep people coming back so
0: yeah i 100% agree with you i think we mentioned a few times even in the first half at 2-0 down and then second half as well just the adelaide crowd just keep turning up we seem to always have that steady average that keeps showing up. And i tell you what, it almost, when you look at the numbers, it's almost carrying this league. You know, imagine you didn't have that team between, you know, a victory or whoever and us, um, and or, sorry, between like victories numbers. And then, you know, your Brisbane's or your MacArthur's even lower, like we're dragging this shit up, given our population and everything, um, the amount of numbers that we're able to get continuously when the club is performing this dog shit too, mm. and they've sold all our best players and yeah. not invested a single cent back in. And these people keep turning up. We deserve better really. And not so much from the players out on the pitch, you know, if they're playing bad, whatever that's, you know, which we know that's some football. of them are that's football though. You can, There's other things you can control and, um, you know, from exec and management. There's just nothing there that makes us, there's nothing there that makes me want to keep spending my money on the club and like buying my memberships and buying merch and things. But I will because I love supporting this team and it's just yes. so frustrating. It is. It's
1: it's that buy-in that the club are not giving us right now, but there's, there's so much goodwill and so much credit in the bank when you get, you know, eight, nine, 10,000 diehards who will just rock up every week, no matter what, doesn't matter what's going on. They clear their schedules for this football club. You cannot take the, you cannot take this for granted because this isn't really a thing. Because even when Melbourne and Sydney are playing poorly, their numbers come back down to where we are or even below
0: us. Yeah, and so you can't, you can't just fob this off and think they're always going to keep coming back. You can't. Um, Nestor Kunda comes on at halftime. We look like a different team, mostly only because we're getting the ball at his feet and then he's running with it. And either he's running and creating and winning a corner or something. We had 15 corners in this game, by the way. Which Um, is a surprise to me. I didn't think it was that many. Most of which he won, I think. Um, But even if... So he's either creating corners or him carrying the ball and showing some urgency is creating space for other players as well. And I thought he had a pretty smart game. He had maybe one where he won the ball off a guy and then had a shot about a split second later when he could have just taken a, a touch or two he was miles out too and we just you enjoyed that him. I enjoyed, enjoyed it because I was like he's going to do it and he did he just pulled the trigger um but his, I love him I just let him do whatever he wants man yeah but it was a smarter performance from him as well mm. in the sense of some of the the passes he was making he played a brilliant ball through to I don't know if it was Luca not for the goal another one that was like where he was on the left wing and he cut inside and played like a curling ball through inside to the penalty box to someone at the back post. I can't remember who it was, but great ball. And um, just everything good we do and all the excitement. I was wondering maybe our crowd, is our crowd numbers still being high because people want to because come and the- see Nestory play? And like you were saying at the game on the weekend, we've only got like a handful of games left this season with this guy before he goes to Germany. Just... Just fucking start him, and clearly he's our most dangerous attacker. Just start him, start him in the game.
1: This it's it's also baffling because you you say it like we're tenth in the league, he is our most creative player. He's the guy that everyone wants to see, and we're not giving it to us. Like, come on, yeah. Carlson in the press, that he still thinks we can mount a finals challenge. I just I don't see a reality where that's you know we play Western United twice. That may be six points. But outside of that, I don't see us getting any more points this season. It would be very minimal. So, just give us what we want because he does. He did show – sorry. He has been over the last two or three months, I think, very much under the weight of pressure, very much grappling with everything that's going on. And maybe dropping him has been a good thing because maybe this is what is going to be able to sort him out a little bit and to give him the freedom to come back and just do what he does. Yeah, because it was I saw a video from um, the A League page. It was a year ago today that he scored that crazy knuckleball goal outside the yeah. box, away to victory. Wow. And it's like we just—I would just love to see Nesta come back and do a little bit of that before he goes. Yeah. And so if Carl has managed him to maybe the detriment of our season, maybe that's a good thing overall. Yeah, he maybe. was in the with no investment from the board, no investment into the team outside of the fridge. He was the guy that was going to have to step up and take Goodwin's spot. And it's too much pressure for a 17-year-old.
0: It is. His assist was brilliant.
1: Oh, it was so good. Uh, Just the way, exactly how you described it, it's almost in a rugby fashion where he picks it up deep and his idea is to gain ground against his opposition. And he did it this time in a way that was he was able to avoid a couple of defenders' challenges. Luca makes the run. And we were talking about it on the, the Green Pod, about the way the city players, just run. If they see a guy pick up the ball in an area, you just go and you hope that he's going to be able to get it to you. Perfect run. Fantastic finish. Under the legs of the keeper. Heaps of composure, I think, because you can just blast that. You can go high. We saw it in the Carabao Cup final, the amount of Cole Palmer going high. Just not what you do in that situation. I thought it was a great finish.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, So we end up at 2-1 and then we get this chance late. Uh well we another ball into the box, another corner that we don't do anything with, and then there's this incident with Bovolina on the edge of the box. I can't remember who the who it was with. Um is it Bonnetig? I I'm not sure who it is with the the West Sydney midfielder or a defender and he kind of swings the arm a little bit. Play goes on and then the whistle goes. VAR are having a look, and we're all baffled, and then we can't work out what's going on, and they end up with a free kick and a yellow card to Bovolina. What's going on here? This is
1: a great um, moment for, like, the advent of letting us hear what they're talking about over the yep. over the speakers. Because this was one, the Halloran one, the red comes out, so you know there's going to be a replay scene. But because the game just stopped on an innocuous incident and there was no replays because no one could figure out what the hell was going on, it was just dead. The game just died in the arse. At the most, you know, exciting point of the game as well. Because, like, we think we can, we've can we got a few minutes left we can still get a goal equalize. It continued, it just killed the momentum of the game outside of the fact that now apparently you can book players um, on a VAR review. Which, mm. look, I haven't watched heaps of A League this season, but in the games that I have seen, I don't think I've, this hasn't happened.
0: So, the way we were talking about this Saturday night, and I'm starting to think I had it wrong, and I think a lot of us did that VAR can't intervene on free kicks or yellow cards. However, that's not what's happened the VAR haven't told him to give a yellow or a foul what they've done is tell him that there's a possible red card incident and so once the referee comes over and looks at it, the referee can then judge it and call it how he likes okay and give it whatever he wants yeah and therefore and therefore Alex King would be I someone would have to check this I, I could have checked it but I can't. It's too hard reading through. I've read it all on IFAB. It's honestly too hard to make sense of it. But I think once that happens, once the referee is over there looking at the screen, he can make whatever decision he likes. And so he can book someone. He can give someone a yellow. He can give a foul, which he has done. Um, Mm. And, oh, it's, yeah, there's a little thing there. Bovalina's maybe a little bit silly, but there's nothing in this. A little hand across the chest. He goes down holding his face. And we haven't even talked yet about West Sydney in there. Mark Rudan's whole thing oh. about this stigma. All right. And his team are out there. For the first half, they were playing like thugs. And then in the second half, they were dropping like flies everywhere. Borello had a kick out. Like, what Rudan is. I'm sick
1: of this bloke. Oh, finally. We're in the same crowd here. He is he is a blight. I think on this game, the way that he sets teams up to play and his behavior now in the media in the wake of it, that first 15 minutes, I've not seen a team come to high mass with just the pure intention of kicking guys at any opportunity. The last time would have
0: been Newcastle when they had Taylor Regan. Oh, yes. All they did was kick the shit out of Karuska till he had to get subbed off. Yes. That was great. That was great.
1: That's a fantastic defensive move, right? Or is it anti football? (laughs) Uh, I fall into the anti-football crowd. I didn't like it. I wouldn't like it if we did it, to be honest with you. I wouldn't like it. I enjoyed it either, one no. individual running around like an idiot, like a Jonah Sally type, yeah. hacking people. You get one guy, that's it. You should be able to nominate one guy before a game that's going to go around and hack people Classic. and he gets more thousand than other guys to get yellow cards.
0: You just nominate them before they wear a bib or something, a special hat.
1: Yeah, yeah, like an yeah. armband, something.
0: Yeah, nice. A, hat. a dickhead armband. <laughs> I love that. A beanie with a Filipino wood buffalo on it. But yeah, this, this incident, I just, what shits me the most about it is the referee that's given a yellow here and given the foul for it is the same referee that earlier this season told one of our fucking players to toughen up. Who the fuck do you think you are, Alex King? Referee football games. Tell one of our players to toughen up and then end up sending him off and now we get this. And if that's the case, why couldn't VAR could have got him to have a look earlier and say, oh, Nestor, he should have had a free here. This is probably a foul. Oh. If we're just going to be looking at every little incident like this again, we talked about this in the, was it the League Cup final? We talked about this incident, mm. the offside goal. Like, If we're going to be looking at every single little incident, then maybe they should have looked at the incident where Aaron Kunda was fouled and uh, the victory player got away with it and then Alex King decided to send him off, you know? And then he could look at it and go, oh, actually, I was wrong. That was a foul. But no, he decided he was going to tell a player to fucking toughen up, which isn't his job. But then he's out here booking players for this sort of thing and letting players flop to the floor like that. What a disgrace that guy is.
1: He's just, is the most infuriating referee for an Adelaide United fan. He's... Constantly being just antagonistic in a way, the way that he referees. Like you said, the Borello kick out. There was, a, a, in previous games, the Melbourne Victory game, just the amount of incidents that he'd just let go. Bruno a Bow and people. It's, just, it's constant with this guy. I don't understand it because you see him come down very hard on players in incidences and send them off.
0: Yep, definitely. Tired of him want him out. Don't want to see him refereeing our games. Just does my head yep. in. As soon as I see him, I'm just angry. I'm still, like, I'm irrationally angry about the toughen up thing still. Like, it's it's living rent free in my head that he told Nestor to toughen up. Because I'm watching how many soft fouls and things are given every week yeah, that's it. in this league. And how the soft, sometimes the soft red cards or the bookings and things. And we're going to scrutinize every little play to see if there's a red card because there's a little arm across the chest, you know? But he wants to tell players to toughen up. Oh my god, it just it does my head in. It it's so through.
1: out of his realm of comment as well. Like, imagine if you had Nestor in the um in the media come out in the wake of this game and give him advice on how to referee and the different kind of reaction yeah. and punishment that would come in wait. I know, but maybe you should. Maybe Unreal. Alex should start listening to outside influencers.
0: I did say that I was hoping after the game that um, Carl Viet would tee off so hard that. He told all the rest that they suck, but also it was hard <laughs> enough for him to get sacked, and we don't have him anymore. But is that too harsh? Am I being too harsh to want Carl sacked?
1: I th- we went through this the previous week, didn't we? Kind of like four yeah. seasons, no trophies. This I don't think I don't lot. want
0: him sacked. I don't want him sacked. I want him what to do be moved. Then I, I be... want I want him to see the year out and step oh, out. Okay, you know, I think and he then. has he's done a job with youth, hasn't he? He's he done asked. a job. He's done he's been an, involved. an excellent job he's with been some involved of the young players. Prior to the
1: senior squad, dude. Yeah. Like he was the one that instilled what was going on now.
0: Players that have come through and then been sold off to the Premier League, you know. Um, so he's done a fantastic job in that regard. He's done. You can't coach at this level, I don't think. So no. to that see how the next season question. wrap it up. Do you reckon he would
1: get another gig elsewhere?
0: Uh, I don't think so. The nah. new Canberra team. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I
0: don't know. I don't think so. he <laughs> you get a good budget to play with, you'd have some investment. You might be good. Do you have anything else you wanted to say on West Sydney at all or Adelaide in this one? Um, we didn't really give, I suppose, you have to give some credit to uh, the clinicalness of West Sydney in that final third. There's specifically Milanovic who was had a golden head on the weekend.
1: They were good. no, And they've got good players. I mean... Yeah. Barrello Brooke, Rolante. Like I think they've got a good core. Ah, um, Marcello, obviously, who I don't I don't personally like, but obviously can understand. I don't either, but I think he's, he's good. He's a good footballer, yes. I think Margush made saves when he needed to. And if I was going to compare Margush and Delianov, I'd much rather Margush. <laughs> so off. Yep. But you know, it's always how it goes. Yeah, I think, I- a of- aside, but I almost think they're pretending a little bit. To be a top four side, I don't put them up there with the Mariners or the Nucks at the moment. And I think victory would beat them. And I think you know, on their day, City would beat them, and Sydney would probably beat them too.
0: Yeah, maybe. I think they're they're a team that know they know what they're doing though, and they're once they get that one two nil lead, they're they're pretty solid at the back, and particularly when we don't have Ibasuki and we don't have we don't have a striker on the field, and we're trying to put in crosses at that. They're, I they're think. Dead, um yeah. They're back to. I know Marcelo is a giant, but the other one next to him, is it Bonatig? Yeah, Bonalou. Um, Yeah, Bonatig. Yeah. Yeah. Bonatig. Yeah, he was also like some of their defensive headers were excellent and it's not just as simple as standing there and being in the right spot for the cross. I mean like tracking, running, changing your run to make sure you're getting to the header and getting it away. Uh, they were just they were just solid. and we, They were good. Yeah. yeah. They were decent to watch. They deserved their win, I think. Yeah.
1: How's the only the thing that, the only thing that's going to hold him back is
0: uh, Jack Clisby at left back. They have to sort that shit out ASAP. Yeah, he's not good. Um, never been good. I'd say that might be harsh, but I don't think he's ever been good. Don't rate him. I reckon never he's him. the
1: worst. You know what we should do? We should compile a list of the worst A League
0: players to have like Golly. a certain amount of appearances. One hundred and fifty. That's, that's a fun game, but it's like Lee Brockson wins though. So you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, but we can. It's done. <laughs> You get silver and bronze medals in these things. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll look at it off-season. Uh, lastly, very quickly, we've got Wellington away this Sunday. It's a 2.30 Adelaide time, which is a, a, a friendly kickoff slot. A quick prediction from you going away to Wellington. Uh, we lose 3-2. Nice. You reckon we're – okay. Hmm. I'm in a position – that's going to sound horrible – I'm in a position where I wouldn't hate seeing Wellington win this because I kind of want them to win the league. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I want oh, them to Actually, win it. we have we have finals, so no, it doesn't need to happen. Like they can just win the grand. I'd be happy for Wellington to win the grand final. Um but I, yeah, I don't I, I, I don't see us final. winning this and so it's not going to upset me heaps if Wellington win because it's kind of it's kind of cool seeing them up there. Yeah. And I know Cooper hates it. And that's why I'm getting a big joy out of it. I need <laughs> to take some sort of positive out of this. I can't see us going there and winning. So I'm trying to spin this into some sort of positive.
1: In all in all, honesty, we probably draw 1-1 one, one or 2-2 two, two or something weird, and which, which fucks up their title chances because the Mariners are coming. I'm going 3-1 Wellington. Yeah, 3-2 Wellington. Let's do it. Come on. Beautiful. Let's
0: manifest the NUX win. All right, we'll leave it there. And then after that, it's on to uh, Melbourne victory at home. God. Big, big God help. 20 year celebrations against our rival who are better than us at the moment so we'll see what happens Mm. have a good week folks enjoy